everyone. Welcome back to the Film Fund Podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. Our summer 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests are now open, so check out the filmfund.co to enter your one sentence pitch for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make the film. I want to remind listeners that contests do happen regularly, so if you are listening at a later date, check the website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information. Today we have Michal Fleming on the show, a previous winner of the Film Fund. He received a sponsored prize from Maestro Filmworks. They uh, gave him a post-production package to help with, I believe it was color grading. Michal, is that great? Color grading, that's right, yeah. Yeah, color grading for his short film. Um, so, And it just premiered, actually, at, uh, what was the name of that festival in Ireland? Uh, it was the Galway Film Fla. Galway Film Fla. Uh, mm. Is Fla a festival? So, yeah, it's basically an Irish word for, for festival, yeah. That's so cool. We, uh, we're international here at the Film Fund today. Michal, um, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, thanks a Tom, for, for having me and for, for giving us the opportunity. Um, so yeah, just, uh, I guess, a little background on myself. Um, I've kind of started out uh, a little bit on, in an unorthodox fashion. Uh, I was studying uh, biosciences in college and uh, joined the drama society there and um, was doing a lot of theater writing and stuff and... Um, that kind of uh, got me into uh, acting and stuff and um, writing lots and lots of scripts. And uh, kind of after a couple of years of, of college, I was I was kind of like, you know what? I actually prefer doing that creative stuff rather than this uh, pretty strict science stuff. Um, uh, so I studied uh, acting for two years. And uh, kind of in that time, um, I got asked to do some like shorts and stuff and to write some shorts and um, that kind of uh, pulled me into the film world then uh, which was kind of something I'd never been a part of kind of where I grew up uh, in Ireland it was uh, a lot of just Gaelic football and farms uh, you know so we weren't we weren't uh, exposed a whole lot to um, the world of filmmaking or, or theater or writing or anything like that mm-hmm. Um so that was that kind of really excited me and uh, so i was doing a lot of writing a lot of acting and uh eventually i was just like okay i'm gonna write some bits for myself uh in some shorts and um i ended up doing one and acted in it and directed it and um the acting was great but i kind of found that I loved more the behind the scenes kind of creative process and um, being able to to just have I guess a bit more creative control and um, be able to properly get that vision that I had on the page out there and uh, yeah I've kind of stopped acting now and for the last um, maybe five years or so I've just been solely uh, writing and directing and a bit of producing as well. Your career path so you studied biosciences worked in the field for a couple of years and realized you wanted to do something a bit more creative, studied acting, put yourself in some, or got some shorts and then started writing bits for yourself. That's awesome. It's very, yeah. uh, I love the self starting to, um, aspect of it. It's like, you know, you're just 
going to start writing parts for yourself. That's just a great way to do it. Um, I know that's why Tarantino became a director initially because he wanted to be an actor. He just started writing parts for himself. I think he's a better director than actor, uh, as I yeah. most would agree. But that's so cool. Um, yeah, so hopefully I'm on a similar trajectory yeah, to yeah. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always good to uh, to uh, compare yourself to people like that. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm frazzled because I <laughs> have to tell the air conditioning guys to come back. Um, but that's that's so awesome. Um, what would you say some highlights about your work are? Oh, um, oh God, everything has highlights. I mean. Uh, so the first one we did was like, uh, or the first one I had written and directed was, um, uh, it was like a 12 minute, uh, one take, um, film, uh, set in the woods. And, um, like that was kind of, uh, we did the one take for kind of budget reasons. Uh, so we could get it all done in one day. Um, but it ended up being like, uh, technically very challenging, but also very, rewarding you know i kind of um i guess coming from that theater background as well i i a a good bit of experience kind of in real time kind of um actions and reactions and kind of having having people ready on the side and jumping in and um you know it was really cool to kind of see that on film and um it was uh that that was that was something i was very proud of for a long time uh, it didn't do great at film festivals. The narrative wasn't incredibly strong, but technically it was great. Um, but uh, kind of off the back of that, um, I got offered a couple of like producer jobs and um, it uh, it kind of got me more into the world. And then uh, so I'm Superhuman, which is uh, the one you guys uh, funded, um, is my third film. Uh, my second one we shot uh, last year. Uh, which is about uh, two Antarctic explorers and they're like caught in uh, are seeking shelter in a cabin and uh, one of them is like mortally wounded. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was, that was like very rewarding because we, we turned some like cabin um, in like the middle of Ireland into the Antarctic and like during a heat wave as well. And it was, uh, it was it was really really a lot of fun fun to do and um, uh, yeah then with, with Superhuman as well uh, it's it's the first uh, film I've shot that uh, has been in more than one location uh, and over a number of days so that was that was uh, really rewarding for that and just to, to kind of be able to. Uh, add those strings to my my bow i guess and uh, you know each i guess I'm, I'm sure as you know like every project comes with learning curves and learning uh, um you learn something from everything and uh, you know they've all been great yeah yeah i mean even the my first film i ever did my first short i just um i didn't go to film school or anything like that so i just taught myself and i grabbed some friends from so i was it was winter break um my freshman year of college so i just got some friends from home from high school who were in theater um and just made a short film it was terrible but like you said i learned <laughs> so much like, i was really bad like no that film no one will ever see that <laughs> but i like yeah, yeah. I, I was ignorant i guess and i i was excited and i submitted it to film festivals didn't get in anywhere uh thank yeah you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'm hold on to that copy but you learned so much so if anyone is out there 
like listening you just i think the lesson here is just you got to make things um because you're going to totally learn um and it might not your first film likely will not be amazing um but you're going to learn a lot like even like administrative things i learned how to submit to film festivals and go through that process which is boring and clerical and annoying but um you know you learn so big much part. and that's that's a big mm. part of it for sure um that's would you say um there are certain uh themes you usually gravitate towards in your storytelling um themes i'm not so sure there's been there's been quite a quite a variety uh i i think the, the themes i generally go for are are something that kind of takes you out of um normal life let's say so like the the first one was like set uh post pandemic and it was like about a couple of zombies who were um who ate vegetables and and uh it was like some hunters going around and stuff and um then the the one said in the antarctic it was like um I mean, just different from most people's everyday lives, I would say. And it was set in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And um, Superhuman uh, was probably uh, a bit more grounded in that sense. But um, we were, you know, kind of, again, that world of, um, I don't know how much we can talk about it yet, but uh, uh, that kind of world of uh, the Paralympics and like para-athletes and, mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, it's something that people generally just wouldn't get exposed to a lot and uh you know I, I guess for me it's just um like what what would i find interesting and um you know kind of just following that that thread um yeah and it's a narrative film correct not a documentary that's right yeah okay because it's i mean it's such a compelling story um do you want i know it's been in the pipeline for a while now um we generally leave it up to the winners whether or not we um read the sentences the winning sentences on the podcast and release them on the website or we can wait until we release it uh i'm gonna leave it up to you um no totally go for it i mean it's 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 had its world premiere and everything so happy to get it out there awesome here we go after being rejected from pro soccer and diagnosed with an eye disease, an African-Irish schoolboy is guided towards para-athletics and a new identity. Superhuman seeks post-production funds. And that is one sentence. They used a semicolon, which is <laughs> a pro tip for anyone out there. And you know, if you're listening to this, uh, a great way to, well, first off, a great way to just learn how to make your sentences more competitive is to read our blog and listen to our podcasts. And um, a big thing, people, we get a ton of entries that are more than one sentence. And unfortunately it has to be a one sentence entry so good job there. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> making it one sentence it's the little things um, yeah on 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 the semicolon technicality there um but i love this and you know we just we we always look for conflict in our pitches and our projects um and there's just so much conflict here and i like to personally i or I, like as a judge i like to look for words specifically that kind of evoke that conflict like rejected that's a conflict word even diagnosed, like there's such strong action words. Um, and then, you know, coping with that new identity, he's diagnosed with something, he has to figure out who he is now and, and figure out a new life for himself and he finds power athletics and there's a conflict there. It's adjusting to this new life and this new path and there's just so much here. Um, and then obviously the, the funding use is very 
uh, straightforward and direct. And it was um, at the time we had Meister Filmworks sponsoring a post-production prize. So since this needed post-production funds, it was eligible for that prize. So it was a very good fit for that. Um, so I'd just like to analyze the sentence a little bit. Where did you um, where did you get inspiration for this project, Mihail? Um, uh, I think the I, it always kind of for a long time had a bit of a, a fascination with the Paralympics. It was actually a, a commercial I saw years ago for the London 2012 Paralympics, um, and uh, I can't remember who did it. It might have been like um, Spike Jones or someone like that. But uh, it was like just one of the most incredible commercials I'd ever seen. And you know, I generally <laughs> I, I don't often say something like that about a commercial, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of it really really grabbed me and it was very uh i think successful in, in even only in those like um 60 seconds that uh, uh like immersing me in that world and um you know kind of from then it always been in my head and uh then uh the most recent paralympics which were on uh, this year or 2021 they were due to be on in 2020 and they were delayed to 2021 and um there was some kind of funding opportunities coming up here in ireland and uh, they were looking for stories and you know i was just like well paralympics were just on uh there's definitely stories to be told there uh, and that world and it, it was something that i would love to do um and it, it just seemed like the right time and opportunity and uh, while it was while it was fresh in people's minds you know, and um, and I, I think it, it worked. You know, um, we 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 did end up getting some uh, financing from uh, a local fund here um, as well. And you know, it's, it it all kind of uh, it all, it all happened for us. And you know, I think I think people were were interested to to dive into that world as much as we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a compelling. Um topic for sure compelling storyline now i'm just look, reading the sentence again it says the, the schoolboy is african irish i'm sure there are certain cultural um things that come along with that character um is there a particular reason you chose to make the character african irish um well, funny enough the 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 actor who played him um his name is aaron edo phenomenal um phenomenal actor and he's a we kind of knew a bit about him before we we went into the project and um uh, he he lives around the corner for me funnily enough and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, he he has like a really really similar story and um to the main character in that he had like kind of pro soccer trials and um he ended up getting like a really bad leg injury and it kind of took him away from that world as well and um you know, so he was kind of someone that we'd been looking at. He's definitely up and coming in Ireland and um, hopefully globally. Um, and, you know, I think it was uh, it's definitely very representative of a, a modern Ireland. And, uh, you know, that was that was something that we wanted to explore as well. And just kind of um, t- telling that story, I guess, from from our own lens. Very cool. And the status of the project, you just had the world premiere at Galway Film. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Fla? Flag? Fla. 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 Uh, yeah. Fla. 
<laughs> like F L A H, I guess. Flair. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was told that's the the Irish word for festival, basically. Um, so that just premiered. I think it was last week. Yeah, just um, just just last week, and you know it was great. I've had with that first film I was talking about that uh, I've like tasted the rejection from um, that festival and other festivals for that. So it was it was really nice to get in. It's it's a it's an academy qualifying festival, so it's one of the bigger ones here. Um, yeah, so it was it was it was pretty nice to to get in and get get it up on the big screen in front of you know contemporaries and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, nice. and we'll definitely have a, uh, a blog post about that as well, um, just announcing. I mean, we're a little late, but uh, we did a little bit on social media, but um, we're getting... Yeah, so that's great. Whatever. Yeah, we'll definitely do some promotion there, because um, that's just so awesome that, like, every filmmaker wants their film to play in a festival, um, and to, you know, to get that acceptance letter is just so rewarding, because it's... I'm, I'm always torn with, like, validation and... You know, part of me wants to say, like, you know, you don't need the establishment to tell you, you know, that you're a filmmaker. When you pick up a camera, that makes you a filmmaker. And I do believe that's true. But it does help so much to, like, have that recognition by an organization. Like, hey, you know, we actually respect your work and we think this is, um, this is pretty good and we're going to show it to all of these people at a festival. It makes you feel good. Um, I'm not saying anything wrong. Totally. But it's just, it's nice. No, I, I, it's yeah. super exciting. I've definitely been in that space as well, or I've just been like, what does it even mean anyway? You know, getting into a festival, but, but, uh, yeah, no, I, th I think even just to get over and, uh, you know, we had like the little lanyards and stuff with your name and your film and stuff. And, you know, I think it's exciting for yourself and, uh, it kind of makes, it, it makes it easier to like, just talk to people and to talk to like make contacts and stuff. And which is, obviously such an important part of uh the business as well i'm terrible at it but uh it's a uh, yeah no i just ordered new business cards for so we're, our sister company um is ff branded and it's an ad agency we're getting off the ground using filmmakers who enter the film fund contests to produce um corporate videos for companies and i just ordered new business cards and i was just like i hate networking so much. yeah <laughs> i signed up for the chamber of commerce in philly and well, actually not the chamber of commerce just yet the center city business association which is like a different organization but um that like the business aspect of the industry is just it's such a drag to me like i just want to write scripts all day and and be on set um but it's yeah. necessary and i know that's a big part of the the business too like you need to learn how to market yourself you need to learn how to sell yourself uh we have some good articles on the blog about that if you want to check that out like how to market yourself as a filmmaker um digitally but yeah and then festivals it makes it so much easier because everyone you know, the filmmakers there anyway they're excited to be there and they want to learn about other projects and they want to meet other filmmakers and they want to see what's going on um and you said um that other previous film you did you got some producer job offers from doing that film yeah, so that was that was back in. I did that one in like twenty sixteen, and um, yeah, because I, I guess I kind of uh, I produced it myself. Just I didn't really know anyone at the time in the industry, and it was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna get all the bits together. And um, there was a couple of uh, a couple of my friends and people that I knew were just like, oh, you produced that film. Um, I don't know any producers. <laughs> uh, 
yeah will you will you help me produce uh, uh one for me and um yeah i did i did a few to that and a couple of like music videos and stuff um so it's 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 paid dividends even just kind of um just taking a punt on myself and in my own short and um yeah highly recommended and then do you work full-time as a producer now no i actually i i, I still work in uh the science industry um oh, and a nine-to-five yeah yeah okay it's uh cool. it's yeah it's uh it's it's it i mean it's still it's an interesting line of work you know and um I, I do like being in there and i guess and all of my well a good chunk of my spare time in the evenings and weekends is is all like writing or or uh, sending emails submitting to film festivals that kind of a thing and yeah. um you know it's two two very different worlds uh but uh you know it's kind of it, it is nice to have have the kind of um, two very different things going on and um mm. it, it's like the filmmaking is my respite nearly you know because uh, it's nice to come home and be like okay um it, it's nice that i can come here and do something that I love again for another few hours. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, doing, we, I always ask that question, you know, do you, do you do filmmaking full time? And sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. And I always find the with indie film, you never really know what you're going to get. Uh, a lot of people still work day jobs and they're trying to make it happen. And it's just, I, I feel like it's, this show is so interesting. And this, the film fund has been such an interesting journey just because I'm finding people generally at the beginning of their careers um mm. so it's like they're, they're still working the nine to fives they're still doing film in their spare time um but it's, you can just see the passion coming through um and it's always you can it's so rewarding like i, I was the same way um you know in in a way i'm not really doing filmmaking full-time either i'm running the film fund that's kind of my nine to five um i don't want to be answering i love you guys but i don't want to be answering customer emails all day that's not what i'm passionate about i want to be on set um you know writing and directing and producing but so I think working these these jobs, um, I'm lucky enough that mine is film related and that it's my own project. But working even something unrelated, like in biosciences, um, it's going to give you more of a worldview that you can use for your storytelling and, and for your scripts. Not, I'm not saying like you have to write a, a film about biosciences, but just you know interacting with people like outside of the film world, it just gives you a fuller life, I think, and that's always going to help um, in terms of creating and and writing stories and producing totally there's a lot of there's a lot of different characters and mannerisms out there in uh the real world uh um you know and totally that you can you can draw off and like some of some of the funniest people i know work in the, the science industry and you know it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's, it's definitely nice to be able to sp- spread yourself um to many many different walks of life and you know sometimes it can directly influence your film like i uh, you can't see it well you can see it actually in the corner there i uh i haven't hung it up yet because i just moved but <laughs> I, it's a clerk's poster um, oh yeah i don't know if you've seen clerks with kevin smith so he, uh, he yeah years ago yeah the, the story is he was working in the, the quick stop the convenience store during the day and then he filmed in the convenience store at night for his film so that's why the shutters were closed uh, like the gates to to the shop in the storyline, like oh someone's trying right, to yeah. open the locks, we can't open them. But they were filming at night, and that's why they were closed. So in his case, you know, his day job turned out to be his film, which I think is so cool. Um, 
but yeah, you never know where your story ideas are going to come from. Um, and speaking of your film, we had the you had the world premiere at Galway Film Flat. Um, did you submit to other festivals as well? Are you waiting to hear back from from other places? Yeah, so the 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 festival submissions we we had always kind of known that we wanted um, uh, Galway to be our world premiere because it's because it's fairly high profile here in Ireland and um, you know it is it's academy qualifying so you know it was, it's pretty uh, high standard and um, so yeah we're going pretty heavy now with the submissions now that the world premiere is done um, got about maybe fifteen or sixteen other ones currently submitted to. Um, we most of those we won't be hearing back uh, from until about early September, um, so there's a bit of a gap, a bit of a gap. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, I think fe- festival strategy is very much uh, on our minds, and you know, um, it, it's it's hard to know. Like the, with the likes of like some of the online platforms, there there's just so many festivals, and um, I, I think uh, I, I think. Like, exactly. Some, yeah. some allow on, that's why we give uh, one year after you receive the prize or the funding to post it online because some festivals still are set in their ways and they don't want online present. They don't want the film to have an online presence before they have their premiere. Um, yeah. So they still care about their premiere status, which, you know, I, I'm all for having the films online and sharing them, especially with shorts. Um, so, but we do, you know, some of them still do care about that. So you have to yeah. keep that in mind in terms of like, well, we don't, we're not going to release it until. Uh, it premieres at this festival because they don't want it online, so it can be tricky. Yeah, a lot, lot of rules to read. Yeah, very boring. <laughs> yeah. But, like, oh, I just want to go to the festival and have people watch my project, but you got to do the yeah. red tape sometimes. Um, it's, it's more that the admin stuff. Yeah, the admin stuff, exactly. Yeah. Um, who would have known like a creative field would have so many like administrative hoops to jump through, but I guess it's just life. Everything does. Um, so just speaking about filmmaking and your journey, what have been some of the major challenges in the filmmaking process for you? Um, funding, <laughs> um, yeah. um, like, uh, I, I think, I guess for us personally here in Ireland, uh, there was never that many and, uh, thankfully the, the, the industry seems to be, um, booming a little bit here and, uh, there are. Uh, a lot of like local governments and like a lot, a lot more like bursaries are kind of coming up, and um, I think people are seeing the value in uh, in short films, and uh, you know that that it's given people more of an opportunity, which wasn't really there before. Um, but even uh, uh, saying that, there's obviously going to be so many people uh, uh, going for that money, and you know it's yeah. it's it's never really knowing. Um, what the right things to put are in, in in a submission, or like how to how to present a treatment, or um, anything like this, and you're kind of you're at the at the whim of uh, the anonymous judge uh, at the end, end of the email. Um, so that's kind of uh, yeah, just uh, just just getting getting money. I would say to to make the films you want to make has been the biggest thing. You know, there's um. There's only there's so much passion that everyone has, but passion will only get you so far if you want to uh, have a top quality film, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
like we were talking about earlier, you can go out and just make a film with your friends with really no crew. And like my my first couple of shorts, my dad was literally like holding the boom pole. For me. <laughs> but you know, you're not gonna usually you're not gonna have the best production value um, when you do that kind of thing. Like yeah. it's changing a little bit. You know, like Black Magic Pockets. I think think it's shooting like 6K now, um, which is crazy. But you know, you're not gonna have it helps to have a grip and a gaffer and a DP and a professional, you know, sound recordist. And so, so getting that funding, yeah, it's, it's why we exist and we are still contest based. So not everyone can win, unfortunately, but we do have the uh, community that you get access to once you submit to the film fund, whether you're a winner or not, you join the uh, FF Studios Filmmaker Network where you can pitch to branded projects that come through FF Branded at no additional cost. A uh, little plug there. But yeah, funding's tough. Um, funding's really tough. And it helps to have it, obviously. Um, so any creative like challenges in terms of your process or things on set? With this um, superhuman? And superhuman, oh, uh, I mean, I think, I think the original script that we wrote was about 30 pages long. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we, we got it down to like 14 in the end, but um it was that whole thing of uh uh kill your darlings and all that and um yeah i think i think even even in that uh, it's it's kind of like knowing or trying to understand what makes a good cohesive uh story and um you know for a lot of a lot of my scripts i um uh, uh like the like the film film community you were saying uh and like i would have i would have been on like reddit screenwriting a lot and asking for like feedback and stuff and um you know even like one or two like paid ones as well because sometimes sometimes you just want people to give you the really harsh truth and mm-hmm. um you know it's uh, i think it's important to get that sometimes um because uh, it can like the likes of like film festival networking and all that like people are people are never going to come up to you and be like your film was terrible. <laughs> I hated it. You should have changed this, this, this. Um, and that's an interesting point, too. Like, yeah, we're, we're talking about how awesome film festivals are and how exciting it is, but there's a little bit of sugarcoating, I think, going on, too. Like, maybe the fi- a film gets in and it's not amazing. You know, maybe it's a, a local festival or one that doesn't have the, the highest, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like, bar. Um, mm. No one's gonna, like you said, no one's gonna come up to you and say that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe depending on the person, but generally they're gonna be like, "Oh, that was so great! Like, congrats!" So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. Um, maybe it's, it's best to seek if you don't have a close colleague to um, to bounce ideas off of, and who's gonna give it to you straight. Paid services can be a good option for that. Which one totally. do you use? Just curious. Um, actually, the one I'm thinking of was the uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, short of the week, short of the week. Sorry, oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, I remember I uh, I sent in my first film for that, and uh, you know I'd only ever heard like positive things about it, um, um, but they they gave like a really uh, nice <laughs> but detailed response uh, about what didn't work, and uh, you know that was it was kind of such a relief for me because I was just like this makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, cause obviously I love the film. I put a lot into it and I was like, yeah, it didn't really do very well. 
like festival wise or anything. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I guess just reaching out to someone who, who was just totally impartial, who wasn't standing right in front of me, who had time to, to look through it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was nice to get an honest appraisal. Um, and I've actually, I've used, uh, scripts wise, I've used, uh, Coverfly as well. Um, I think okay. it's Coverfly, is that what it's called? I've heard of that one, yeah. Um, but yeah, they have, uh, so I put Superhuman up there actually as well before we made it. And, um, you can like submit it to like a couple of different competitions and stuff and, uh, they give feedback and, um, yeah, like, I mean, uh, it's, uh, uh, I guess you kind of have to, uh, not pick and choose, but, uh, kind of tr try and stay as true to yourself and vision, I guess, uh, as possible, but also understanding that things might be better if they're changed in certain ways. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's being, being open, uh, to, to all, all the broad spectrum of, of opinions and, um, that kind of thing was, uh, just helpful. You know, I, I would say, don't like to, to anyone listening, just be open to negative or not negative, but constructive criticism, um, you know, can be good. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing we did, I did a creative writing concentration as part of my undergrad and I had a lot of creative writing courses. And one thing, one of my professors took from, I think it was the Iowa writers, something Iowa, Iowa writers conference, uh, or school or, or whatever program, um, is a really big, uh, well-known, uh, ironically, I, I don't know the exact name of it, but it's a well-known uh, creative writing program in, in the States. And they do something where everyone reads your, everyone in your cohort or class, they read your um, short story or you know, manuscript, whatever you're working on. And then they just go around the room and they critique it like to you, to your face. And you can't defend it. You just have to listen to all these criticisms of your script like this isn't working i didn't understand this like you know i don't i don't think this character would have done that all, all these you know things i can pick out and you can't say like oh well i was trying to go for this or you can't defend it in any way um and at first when we did that at lehigh um as well and where i went to school and at first it was like man i just wanted to jump in and say like oh well that's because this happened or that's because i wanted to do this but like not being able to give that defense of it really puts yourself in like the eyes of the audience because um, like with a film or you know whatever you're writing you're not going to be there to say like oh well this is what i was going for yeah like, yeah that doesn't you don't have that that freedom there um or that ability so i think getting impartial feedback from someone who's just going to give it to you straight and where you can't reply to it and it's not a conversation i think that's super helpful um I'm kind of wishing I did that with my last script because I just kind of went in overconfident and I was like, oh, yeah, my last script did really well. The script will be the same. Um, and we haven't heard back from any festivals yet, but I'm just thinking like, oh, maybe I should have spent more time on the script to work out those kinks. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, but that's awesome. I love that that advice you gave. Um, any other? My, my next question actually is if you have any advice for our community, um, aside from oh. that, do you have anything additional? Um. I'm trying to think about what what advice I gave myself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we kind of touched on it, uh, or you kind of touched on it a bit earlier. Um, and it, it was about like, you know, you said your dad was like holding the boom and stuff. And um, yeah, I, I guess I would say like, you know, try, try and make like the, 
the best thing you can and like oh god I, I actually have some horrible boom stories as well um <laughs> we just uh one, one of the shorts that i wrote years and years ago um uh it, it was like directed and produced by um uh some uh people i knew and uh there was a pretty sizable budget on it um but uh, for some reason, we ended up uh, having the boom guy was just like a friend of someone, and um, the audio was not good, uh, you know. Um, so like, I, I think that was like a harsh, harsh but necessary lesson to learn. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe your dad was pretty good on the boom often, but uh, you know, I, I think something that's really stuck with me is how important um sound is you know obviously it's like a, a visual medium but uh there's like sound is is so much a part of um what's what we are seeing and you know i, I think i I, it's been, I feel like it's been said a lot online but um people will forgive a, a lesser quality image but they won't forgive poor sound definitely have to have good sound for sure um it's one of those things if it's really really good and it contributes to the story and like really enhances the film you can notice it but i feel like in most cases sound is something you don't want to it's kind of like editing like i mean editing in so i'm getting into like film theory here <laughs> my film studies days but like sound editing is film editing it's all theory um, and it's like, if you don't notice the editing, then, you know, I've heard that said too. If you don't notice the editing, then it's good editing. Like you don't want mm. to, or you don't really always want to like notice the sound. Cause if you notice the sound, it's like, oh, wow. Like, why is this? This doesn't sound like everything else sounds. Um, yeah. sometimes you have the case where like, wow, that sound design was incredible. Like that really enhanced the story. It was beautiful. But like, you know, if you're watching, it depends on the genre too. If you're watching like a comedy, no one's, you're generally not going to be talking about the sound design of like yeah. a, a rom-com. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like sound is super important because I feel like it's almost an unconscious thing too. Like when you're watching something, you're just accustomed to everything sounding good. And if you listen to something and the audio is not 100% there, it just kind of pegs it as an amateur production or like a movie or something like that. So yeah, sound is super important. So I think that's really good advice too. Um, I did give my dad very very detailed instructions uh i read like a bunch of sound like production sound books and i he, I, he was probably like oh man why did i do this but i gave him a call crash course on like you know point it to like the breastplate like right below the chin because if you point it to the mouth it'll be too <laughs> like all this stuff um so he did he did a pretty good job but uh yeah it's, it's that's a good lesson for sure like if you have the budget um definitely crew up um i would say like things you definitely need on your crew are a dp a sound recordist um you know i, I would always get a pa because you could honestly you could get an unpaid pa you know call it like an internship or something yeah. look, look at your local laws and like don't abuse people but yeah, it's yeah. A super low budget thing and you have people who are really um interested in getting on set and like learning what to do and, and work their way through the industry you know get a pa there are always people who want to help out um we're, our, our last guest, Claire Downs, her PA, I think, was like 18 years old or something like that. Um, and like his, her, his, his or her or their uh, parent like dropped him off at set and 
Uh, they said it was just like really cool. Um, they had a great experience. So yeah, definitely try to get crew. You know, DP, PA, sound guy or gal or them. Um, I mean, gaffer would always be good to help out the DP. Not yeah. strictly necessary, but if you can afford it. And like honestly, negotiate rates with your crew too. Like play the indie film card. You know, like this we we don't really have a budget for this. We're scrapping scraping by like you know is there anything you can do like it's so, probably true as well like yeah. project yeah it's it's true i mean like if you have a budget you know mm. that kind of gets into ethics but um <laughs> <laughs> always i would always try to get the best rates you can uh especially if you don't have a budget to work with because um and and when you find people for your crew talked about this in a previous episode too like people who are going to be willing to kind of be flexible with their rates they're going to likely care about the project too and that's why they're willing to work with you mm. at a like a discounted rate too because they really believe in what they're creating um so you know if you want to pair up with a dp who shares your creative vision you know they're they're going to do a way better job than just like a hired gun um who you may even pay full rate to so i, I always like having crews who are, are really invested like creatively in the project and believe in it and like it um so yeah that's my tangent about crew <laughs> is it <laughs> no totally my bad Bad boom stories. That, uh, that, that's um, I was actually talking to someone yesterday who was who, who I was uh, giving some advice to just about um, crewing up and stuff, and it was pretty much exactly what you just said. You know, just you don't you don't realize how quick any bit of a budget you have may go. So you know, um, you, you kind of need to be economical about it and uh, stretch it. You know, people often forget about. And post as well, you know, right? Got like five grand. Sweet, let's shoot this thing on five grand. But then you're like, you've got nothing for post or submissions or anything like that. And uh, you know, I think yeah, it's just about understanding what you have and um, making it stretch. And like you're saying, you know, if people are interested in the project and uh, the vision that you're selling, then then I I would be fairly confident that they'll do it for. Um, you know, m more affordable rates too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, just want to echo one thing you just said too. Festival submissions. Like, I always put. A lot of people will say not to put this in the budget. Like, I was talking with a producer. I showed him my budget, and he's like, "Oh, why do you have festival submissions in here?" And I was like, "Because uh, this is an indie film, and we need to pay for them." Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I always am a big fan of putting festival fees in the budget uh, from the beginning, just so you. You don't get through post. It's like, oh, we finished it. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, now we have to pay yeah. a thousand dollars to submit to festivals. Where we're we gonna get that from? Um, so it always helps to put that in there. From the it racks up, yeah. Yeah, they get expensive, um, mm. and I like. I never know. You know, I've talked. We've had festival programmers on this show who say, oh yeah, go ahead and ask for fee waivers. Um, but then there's the voice in the back of my head that says, like, I don't want to annoy them or yeah. make them like, think like, oh this is the guy who asked for a waiver like i don't know I, I we've had programmers who said ask for waivers all the time like you know it doesn't hurt you at all but there's always that little like niggly feeling of doubt i have it's like i don't mm. i don't know i don't want them to think like lesser of my project or something like that um so you know it's tough i, I always try to budget for them when i can but uh all right big promotional question here that I always ask, what are some of your favorite things about the film fund? Oh, um, well, I mean, the, 
<laughs> the simplicity of it. It's uh, you know, it's something mentioned. I mentioned it before, but like when you're when you're like looking for any kind of funding, you're generally doing like. Uh, 10, 15, 20 page kind of submission, like a treatment um, breakdown of, of what's going on, synopses, everything. And it, it, like you're, you're talking about all your experience and stuff. And, you know, it can get, it can get um, draining uh, pretty fast. And, uh, you know, it can kind of take the magic out of it for you at the start. Um, so, you know, to kind of just to have something where it's just like, give us one sentence and uh will fund you is just like whoa um i mean it's it's obviously pretty uh, unique and stand out and you know it's uh it's open to to everyone you know i, I feel like um there can there can be a bit of a thing uh, maybe in small countries like ireland where it's like oh everyone gets the same funding over and over again you know cuz they're they're like in the clicks and they're in the know um but like it just doesn't doesn't exist uh, uh, with the film fund, and you know it's that all it is is that one sentence. That's all you got, and it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, uh, that's so cool to have something uh, I created be called beautiful. Like even though it's a you know a website or a business or a fund or whatever you call it, um, that means a lot. Thank you. That's some of the, the best feedback we've gotten. Um, so I'm glad you find it valuable and, and useful, and I'm so glad we were able to help out with your project. So what uh, what's next for you in the next year or so? Um, well, we've got uh, two films that are currently on the, the festival market. So we've got Superhuman and uh, Cree. It's the name of the other one. And um, so they were, uh, they've been kind of finishing up or finish up post-production around the same time and hopefully they'll be doing a bit of traveling now. Um, and uh, at the minute I'm just writing a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, just there's a couple of different scripts there and I'll probably, I'll probably go back to the community here and, uh, you know, back to the screenwriting subreddit and get people to tear my work to shreds and, mm -hmm. um, you know, see, see what, uh, the next, short will be um nothing nothing concrete right now um i feel like i'm like mildly uh zapped by the 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 process of two kind of finishing two films at once um so yeah i'm gonna go back to back to my roots and just start start writing a lot cool and you said the other one is called Cree. yeah that's on the festival circuit as well yeah, it's uh, they're they're kind of out around. Um, it got into Galway as well, uh, so it was oh, nice. nice to yeah. Two it was, festivals playing at the same, two films playing at the same festival at the same time. Yeah, yeah, which was oh, uh, so exciting. It, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool, um, and it was kind of a, a a bit of a running joke uh, over a couple of days. It was just like ooh, two two films, uh, <laughs> but as I said, I, I have been rejected from the festival as well before. Uh, you know, so it's it was. We made up for it this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're uh, they're they're out out in the world now, and uh, you know, excited to see how they do. Very cool. I mean, I want to thank you again for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, what are your social media channels so we can check you out online? Um, my personal one is at Mickey Flem, M I C K Y F L E M, and that's on every social media. I would say. Um, I also. Okay. The, the film um, 
the small film production company I have is called Swan Dive Productions, all one word. Um, and yeah, that's that's out there. It's where they put up most of most of the work that uh, we're doing. And uh, yeah, feel free to follow along. Cool. Do you go by Mickey? Uh, some some people call me Mickey or Mick, yeah. uh, but generally me Hall. No, no, no. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, thanks again. You know, check out uh, Mihail on his social media. They just mentioned um, Mickey Flem, Swan Dive Productions. And check out our latest film funding contests at thefilmfund.co. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the podcast. Remind you that the, I want to remind you that the summer narrative and documentary contests are open. So check them out at thefilmfund.co. We have a deadline of August 23rd, 2022. Um, and remember, if you're listening at a later date, we do host contests regularly four times a year so check out the website for the most up-to-date info check out our social media at the film fund on instagram facebook.com slash film fund co simply film fund on is it simply film fund <laughs> yeah simply I'm, I'm terrible today these guys who knocked at my door i just keep thinking about that uh simply film yeah simply simply film fund on twitter um and we have a linkedin as well just the film fund and uh, yeah, check out our blog, blog.thefilmfund.co. Great filmmaking and producing tips there. Check out our resources page. Sign up for the newsletter to stay up to date on everything that's happening with the Film Fund. Check out our ebook, The Ultimate Guide to the Pre Production Process. I want to thank everyone again. We've been releasing these episodes about every other Friday. So check them out wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as slash podcast. Mihail, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Um. No, just go out and make something that you love. I love that advice. Go out and make something that you love. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon.